Hello and welcome to Haunted Hometowns, your weekly true crime paranormal podcast. My name is Blake Lambert Hack, and this season I will be covering deaths and hauntings in the lovely city of Salem, Massachusetts, with a different special guest every week. Tonight I am joined by a zoologist and part time tuba player, my brother, Cameron Lambert Hack. Hello. When this airs, it'll be uh, New Year's Eve. Okay. So happy 2022 to everyone. Death to 2021. Uh, Yeah, and a happy death that will be. (laughs) Hopefully 2022 won't be as bad. But that's a 2022, (laughs) not 2022. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Do you have any New Year's resolutions? (laughs) That is not, I have not thought that far in advance. It's, it's less than a week. Yeah, that, we'll get there when the new year hits. On midnight, that's when we'll have a... When you're listening to Mariah Carey's exactly. Old Lang Syne, you'll be like, oh, this is what I want. Exactly. There was a post I saw today that said, um, are you tired? Are you sick of this, this, and that? I can't remember everything that it is. But it's like, instead, become a spider. Sling webs. <laughs> do all these things. Uh, for people who know me, I hate spiders, but I am seriously considering just being a spider in 2022. Like Spidey Man. Sling those webs. Everyone loves his movies, so right, I'd be exactly. into that. Let's do that. Though I'm trying so hard, I want to audition for... I did a deep Marvel dive last night, and... Of like upcoming stuff, oh, okay. and I really want to be this character called the Hulkling. Is it and like a baby Hulk. Well, that's what everybody thinks, and I think that's like he took his name because he has powers similar to the Hulk. So it's Hulk, and then the Ling is a changeling because he is te- he has like changeling powers. Oh, so it's like Hulkling. Uh, technically, he's not the same species as the Hulk. And I won't get too nerdy about it, but um, I think you're already there. <laughs> he, people are suspecting that he'll be in future stuff because he has a lot of connections to a lot of the newer characters that are coming oh. up. And I want to be that character, so I'm just throwing that out there, and I want to audition for it. So little little baby Hulk. That's my 2022. <laughs> little baby Hulk. I don't think that's a resolution, but it's a dream. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't believe in resolutions, so. Do your best and live your life. Maybe that's why I don't have one. Probably. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. How would you describe a ghost? Oh, man, I don't know. Probably some... It's... Every time I picture a ghost, I picture, like... Like, I picture, like, Casper the ghost. And, like, this, like, floating little little happy little thing because he's so cute he is so cute we have that i don't want to think about the bad little ghost because that's that's too that's creepy so why do i want to think about those i think about the happy ones we have that 
Halloween decoration that squeegees to the window. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. I think it says boo. It's so cute. It looks ghost. like Casper. Yes, it literally looks like Casper, and it's so cute. That's what that's, that's what, what I ghost. think of. That's a ghost. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, of course I believe in ghosts. Of course. But how could I not in this family? <laughs> how much do you know about Salem? I know it's in Massachusetts. That is correct. That's a, that's as deep as it gets. That is the Jeopardy question of the night, <laughs> and so you win. <laughs> um, that's it. That's about it. Do you know where Massachusetts? I feel like it's got to be like northeast Massachusetts, right? I mean, yeah, it's on the water. Oh, see, there we go. Okay, okay. It's a suburb of Boston. Oh, so it's like southeast Massachusetts. No, it's north of Boston. Oh, okay. So yeah, all right. I knew where it was at. <laughs> okay. Do you know much about witches? Other than they can cast spells and brew a pot of something. Nope. I mean, that's a start, I guess. <laughs> that's what we know. I don't think the witches in Salem did that or were even accused of that, but... Some witches do that. I don't know. The Hocus Pocus witches were from Salem and they were doing it. So That's true. You're right. You're right. Well, tonight we're going to continue the Salem Witch Trials. This is the fourth part. Okay. And we'll be talking about the Wardwell family and Mammy Red. And, what a name, Mammy. Uh, we'll get into her a little later. Um, Mammy might be my favorite of all the victims in Salem. So, how could it not be? Her name's Mammy. 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 It's such a good like little southern name, Mammy. Yeah, she's English. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, we don't. We'll get into it. But okay, <laughs> we're gonna start with the Wardwell family. So, Samuel Wardwell was born in 1643 in Boston. He moved to Salem when he was seeing his first love. Her name was Mercy. Who, if you've listened to the first Salem Witch Trials episode this season, was Bridget Bishop's sister. So I talk about Bridget in the first episode. Okay. Mercy was her sister. Uh, anyway, Mercy and Samuel hid the fact that they had a child out of wedlock. As which back then was against the law. And... You were fined if you were found out you had a baby and you weren't married. Damn. But I do believe that Mercy passed away shortly after she gave birth because Samuel ended up with sole custody of their son. And he married a woman who lost her first husband after their daughter was born. Which was common back then. People died left and right and you kind of just remarried when you had to type of deal. Fair. Uh, his his second wife was, or I guess he didn't get married to Mercy, but Sarah was the second woman's name, his first wife, I guess. Gotcha. Samuel and Sarah then had six kids of their own. So that's... Damn. If you're counting, that's eight children in total. That's a bit much. It's a lot, but it doesn't come close to the people from last episode, because I think they were like 10, 12, and... 11 or something like that so yeah it's it's a touch much (laughs) lots of children back then but yeah uh eight kids all together sarah inherited a 180 acre acre estate so the eight kids had plenty of space to run around (laughs) 
Where's that? I want that. In Salem, you gotta... I mean, I don't know how much acreage they have these days to be sold off like that. But 180 acres... 188 acres is a lot. That'd be nice. It's not as much as Rebecca, because Rebecca had 300 acres. That's too much. 180 sounds nice. (laughs) But also to be, like, inherited... 180 right, acres. you don't even have to do anything for it. They're it, just like, here right. you go. Like her husband, her first husband did all the work, and then he was like, you "Yes, know what? I'm dying. Take the farm." That, thank you. Give me the farm. <laughs> you love cows. Yes. All <laughs> of all them little little creatures. Furry cows are the best, though. They are the best. Okay, so. After she inherited the acreage and married Samuel, had eight kids, Samuel was known in town as a fortune teller. Hmm. He was able to tell you how many children you'd have and what their sex was when born. That's kind of fun. It is fun. They called it folk magic back then. So fortune teller is kind of like a modern day thing, but they called it folk magic. Is that what pregnancy tests are called nowadays? Folk magic? Yes, it's folk magic. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, Which I guess wasn't very uncommon in the late 1600s. Like there were plenty of people who did folk magic. Gotcha. But I'm sure as you can guess, his talents put a huge target on his back for the Salem witch trials. Of course they did. Because he's literally called... I, I, I don't know if he was called a wizard, but he was doing folk magic. So he was already, before the Salem Witch Trials even began, he was already dabbling in what they called witch. Yeah. Witchcraft. Witchery. But the upside was that Sarah's sister's husband was the constable in town. Oh. So he had some kind of power and leverage. leverage. Yeah. Which is probably why Samuel wasn't accused right away. Like, he knew some people. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and Samuel also lived more on the outskirts of town. So part of his brother-in-law being the constable did help, but then the other half of it was that the accusations of witchcraft didn't really reach them oh, okay. because they were outside of Salem Village Fair. until about five months into the accusations when the constable's brother's wife was ill with smallpox that's a shitty way to go yes so at this point and back then it was not curable no and they didn't even know it was smallpox <laughs> i say it was smallpox historians believe it was smallpox they had no idea it was smallpox they're just like this woman is deathly ill they're like damn what she got on her well a lot of people thought oh shit she did <laughs> when people had smallpox back then they thought it was witchcraft because they didn't know what it was so they're like Someone cursed her. Man, you could look wrong. You could, like, look left when they're, everybody's looking right. And they'd be like, oh, witchcraft. That is so true. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so at this point, Samuel was getting nervous because he was a fortune teller and didn't want people to mistake him for a witch. Rightfully so. As you do. He shared his concerns with his brother-in-law. Constable John was his name. And John's and... brother, Joseph. So... The ill woman's husband, Joseph, his brother, John, and John's brother-in-law, Samuel. There's a lot of names. Kind of keep up. A lot of boring names. Oh, I talk about this all the time. There are so many repeat names 
and very basic names. Yeah, let's yes. be a little bit more creative here, people. There were like three Georges in one episode. You see, that's just like like come on, you couldn't like you you when you had that kid was like. Oh, you know what? I'm so lazy. I'm just going to name it after the dude down the street. Like, okay, I'm yes. I'm going to add though, when they moved to Salem, a lot of people started naming their newborns born in Salem or not just Salem, but the new world, you know? Yeah. Like mercy or respect or <laughs> there's been like names like that. Okay. But those are fun. Better than George. Okay. But the first episode of this season was about this girl whose name was Disappointment or something like that. <laughs> like, that's how are you going to name your child that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. That's so sad. <laughs> so yeah, these are boring, but they went like from left field all the way to right field. Yeah. We need a middle ground here. Exactly. But yeah, so he's talking to his brother-in-law, John, and John's brother, Joseph. They never suspected Samuel as being a witch, but it did make them question if that was why Elizabeth was ill. Okay. Like I said, not knowing what smallpox was at the time, it made them curious. But they didn't think Samuel was behind it. They were just like... Just funky. Just drinking beers in the garage, talking. So... To help figure out if there was a witch lurking around... John and Joseph brought two of the main accusers, Mary and Anne, to check in on Elizabeth and see if she too was afflicted by witchcraft. Mm. The two girls immediately accused a woman named Anne Foster, her daughter Mary, and her granddaughter Mary Jr. Mm. (laughs) It's funny. I wrote here, I know I bring this up a lot, but I hate the dry-ass names they all had. (laughs) So you, you beat Literally. me to the punch, but yes, it's we got two Mary, three Marys, they <laughs> right off the bat, three Marys and two Anns, and like nine Georges. But yeah, so they brought these two girls, and when I say the accusers back in Salem with Charles, I don't know if many people know that the main girls, like the eight girls or whatever, mm-hmm. were between the ages nine and twenty, like they were young. I did know that. I knew that. Right. So Mary and Anne were like late middle school, early high school nowadays. And they're this like policeman is like, hey, 10 year olds, come check on my wife and see if she's been cursed. (laughs) Yeah, because that's great judgment. (laughs) What? He like drive his horse and buggy over and be like, hop on, girls. We're going to see if my wife has been cursed. Like. It just seems a little could ridiculous. You, could you go check? I don't really want to go in there and check. Could you go do it? Thanks. So, like I said, the accusers accused Anne and Mary and Mary Jr. And the three women were arrested in late July okay. of 1692. So the accusations began in January, but it didn't reach that part of town until gotcha. June, July type area. Gotcha. Sadly, Elizabeth died late July from smallpox. Damn. But that only spurred the fear of witchcraft. Of course. As it as it would. Right. By August, over a hundred people were accused of witchcraft, so it begs the question Damn. if you're accused of being a witch, what are your options? If you were accused, you were arrested and held in jail until a formal trial could take place. 
There was initial questioning that always happened in a tavern. (laughs) But the (laughs) formal trials were at a specific government location. Because that makes it so much better. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't use the formal space twice. Right. (laughs) They, They were... They were busy that day. That's why they had to go to the tavern. Apparently. Or the judges just really wanted a drink. But Yeah, they were like, I'm tired of this all these damn witch trials. I need a drink. I don't blame them. I like I said, there were I think they said around two hundred people overall were accused. At that point, that's like most of the town of Salem. Yeah, there were like two thousand people living in Salem at the time. Alright, like let's like Calm down. You're not going to have a town after this if you keep accusing people. Not at all. Uh, yeah, like 200, like 2,000 people. And that's all from January to September. Well, you know what it was? It was the winter. They, you know, they started off in the winter like, man, we're bored. We got nothing better to do. Let's, oh, let's accuse witches. Absolutely. And again, it's a nine and an 11 year old who started it all. They were bored as shit. <laughs> they were like, Man, I didn't get any good toys for Christmas. Shit. Let me bark like a dog. Exactly. <laughs> and then accuse. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, all all this happened in eight months. So people were just throwing out accusations left and right. If you were accused, you were arrested and held in jail until a formal trial could take place, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. During the formal trials, droves of people came to either watch or more likely give testimonies against the victims. So it wasn't just the main girls, it was like the entire fucking town. The main girls who did most of the accusing were always there, but there were always more townspeople willing to push the knife in deeper. Well, that's just rude. It is rude, Cameron. If you were accused, the only way you'd keep your life during a formal trial was to confess. You'd have to say... I'm a witch. And then you sit in jail for the rest of your life, but you didn't die. I think I'm choosing death on this one. Every single person who was tried and lived confessed to witchcraft. Yeah. I think Every I'm, single person. I think I'm going with death on this one. <laughs> the 20 people who were executed all denied being a witch. The biggest issue with confessing was that Puritans truly thought that confessing to being a witch would send them to hell. And lying was also considered a sin. Um, that was just a double-edged sword there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and they really, they this was like foolproof. They're like, we'll get them. We'll get them yeah, one way or another. Exactly. They're like, you lie? Ooh, done. Out of here. Ooh, you actually a witch? Mm, done. Out of here. <laughs> Very much so. And so a lot of people didn't want to confess because then you they think thought their soul was going to the hell you know but the people if you did confess it wasn't much better even though you got to keep your life your family was left without anything and sometimes they weren't left with anyone you know so some some like witches were thought to be family lineage as well so Three people of the four people in your family could be accused and tried and then could go to jail and the one person's left to work a 188-acre farm? I don't think so. Damn. Plus, so if you were found guilty of witchcraft, the government took anything of value. You weren't allowed to keep your land and your kids either went to relatives or had to earn their room and board by working someone's house. 
They also believed witchcraft was hereditary, like I was saying. So as a child of a witch, your best bet to survive was to leave Salem. I would have left a long time ago. (laughs) I'd been like, whoop, I'm out of here. These nine-year-old people accusing me of witchery. Mm, Nope, I'm out. Well, the other issue is that's the 1600s, right? So we don't really have... America's not a thing yet. So it's all these English colonies... And if you go too far away, Native Americans and the French and stuff are right there willing to... I'll take my chances with them. <laughs> I got a better chance with them. Well, to escape, change your name and live somewhere else, never to see your family again was probably your safest bet, but also a hard one to choose. Oh, that, that sucks. Yes. <laughs> Most of the people who did confess were forced by blackmail or tortured. So again, like I was saying, it's a sin to lie and a sin to confess, you know, to do witchcraft. So it's like a lot of people didn't want to confess. So they were either blackmailed or tortured to get the confession out of them. We know all about the torture. Yes. We went to the medieval torture museum, Mm -hmm. which had several witch type contraptions or contraptions for witches, supposed witches. So... I said, ooh, we need a new one. This one's outdated. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think the worst one I can remember is where you had to sit on, like, a horse. Not a horse, but, like, a wooden horse. yeah, that one was bad. And then they weighted your ankles. (laughs) Well, they really could have had, like, calves of steel by that point. Yeah, it would just be my, like, ass. That's true. Your ass would start to hurt. The other, the other bad one was that, like, swinging pendulum thing. Well, I don't know if that's real or if that's just from the Edgar Allan Poe book. I don't know, but if that was real, that, <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> well, but... <laughs> so, these people were blackmailed or tortured, and when their formal trial came, a bunch did recant their confessions. So, initially, they're like, yes, we did it, we did it, obviously, they're being tortured, please don't do it. Then their trial rolled around, they're like... That was a lie. We are not witches. We never did that. Oh. <laughs> but obviously by that time it was too late. Right. And you had the accusers and everybody else in town pointing fingers right. at you. And you already confessed. It's like nowadays when there's like false confessions and you're yeah. convicted. Mm-hmm. It is so incredibly difficult to get out of jail once you're convicted. Right. And it's so incredibly hard to convince a jury once you've confessed to something that you were lying or that it was coerced or whatever the case may be. Right. So, uh, I guess the lesson here is don't confess to something you didn't do. Sometimes it's inev- like it's impossible not to, but try not to. <laughs> you know what? The real lesson is get a lawyer no matter what. Really Even good. if you're innocent. Shut the hell up and sit there and wait for your lawyer. Exactly. So at this time, 1692, if you refuse to confess to save your soul from hell and your family from persecution... You could not confess. Right? That's another option you have. I feel like that just leads to more torture. Well, (laughs) if you're found guilty anyway, you still lose your estate. But at least everyone would know you'd be on your way to heaven. Would you be? Well, yeah, because you, you aren't convicted of witchcraft. You didn't lie. You didn't anything, right? So if I did nothing, and I didn't lie, and I didn't get convicted of witchcraft, I still lose everything? 
Yeah, because you're still being honest about not doing witchcraft, even if the court finds you guilty. Oh. You know what I'm saying? That's a dumb system. Right. (laughs) So you could say, hey, I did not do this. I'm telling the truth. I haven't hurt anybody. The court's like, nah, you're guilty. You still lose everything. And usually you die, but your soul still your soul will go to heaven, which is important to them at that time. Fair. Another option outside of confessing and not confessing was to not give a plea at all. You could plead the fifth, essentially. So... Again, I think that leads to more torture. Well... You could use your non-existent right to remain silent and say nothing at all. It was a legal tactic called standing mute. That's fun. And the problem, though, with standing mute was you were tortured. Like, legally, you were tortured. Of course. Until you either pled guilty or not guilty. Or you died. Or you died. <laughs> oh, that's shit. So right now our options are confess... And say you're guilty, uh, don't confess, and say you're innocent, or don't plea at all. And all three end horribly. Yeah, all three either (laughs) end in you losing everything, torture, or death, and or death. Huh. If you don't like any of those options... Oh, there's more. You could run. Fair. Either evade arrest or breaking out of jail and disappearing. I'm sure jails were pretty easy to break out of back then. Back then, yeah. And that's probably your best option. Or just had, like, wooden bars. (laughs) I don't know what the bars were made of, but... and... and, uh... It did happen quite often. Especially because during this time, Salem Jail was, like, overrun with people. Of course it was! There was 200 people convicted of witchcraft. Exactly. (laughs) They said, hmm, okay, 50 people to a cell, (laughs) share your bed. (laughs) Well, they started sending people to Boston because they didn't have enough room in Salem. So then people would be tried in Boston, which was better for them. Yeah, because Boston's like, we don't care. Boston was a little nicer about it than Salem was. Yeah, because they were like, y'all are nuts. Yeah, exactly. There's no witches. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's like breaking out or running away before you're arrested is probably your best option. But again... You're leaving everything you have behind and have to start anew, which back then is incredibly difficult. They didn't have credit cards. No, but they also didn't have to deal with like buying stuff. They just went chopped a tree down and said, oh, there's home. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> like, let's build our house. They built an Eeyore house. <laughs> yeah, they threw a sheet over a tree and said, this is home. Yep. And if you were, if you did break out of jail and run or you ran before you were arrested, the sheriff would confiscate your belongings. So even if you came back after the trials were over, all your stuff would be gone. That's a lot of stuff they just had laying around. Your land would be gone. It would be sold off. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Constable John? No. No, he didn't. Sheriff Corwin, who, from my knowledge, is a piece of shit. And I think I'll get into him later on in the season but he's not a very good person at all um so there's one more option okay your last option was to write a letter to the government asking for help the governor pretty much which two notable people did in salem mary eastie who was hanged anyway 
but saved her sister with her letter. How kind. And John Proctor, who was begging for the trials to be moved to Boston, where people were treated more fairly. I know that name. Why do I know that name? Because you saw The Crucible. Yeah, uh, that's probably what it was. He's a, one of the main characters in The that Crucible. That makes sense. It's like... So out of all these options, Cameron, which one would you choose? If you were at home, knowing someone accused her, what would you do? I'm booking it. You're running? Yeah. That's my best bet. You're this taking way, a knapsack? I'm, and... I'm taking me amigos, and we're, we are going. We are we're flaying. You're taking a sleeping bag, an axe. Yeah, a mule. And a mule. And, and we're r- going. Disappearing into the night. Yep. We're running. I'll take my chances with Which way are you going? Else. You're going north to Canada? You're going west to who knows where? I don't think Canada was any better than where we, they were at, <laughs> at that time, so I'm not going to Canada. Maybe south? To Georgia? To a different colony? Spain was down there, so Spain wouldn't have been bad. Well, well I, I think it's all bad, yeah, but, bad <laughs> but you're escaping shit, one. Let's go west. Let's go west. That'd be fun. You could be the first to mine for gold. Right. I don't know if they'd make it over the Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I'd just go to the Mississippi. Well, you'd have to build the boat. You'd be like, this is far enough. You'd stop at the Mississippi, build a cabin. Right. Build a boat. And just keep going. And then boat your way across the Mississippi. Yeah, but they were probably. Build a bridge across the Mississippi. This was probably at the time where they're like, (laughs) I'm going to fall off the edge of the earth. There were these probably these flat earth. I mean, you could see land across the Mississippi. It's far. You'd have to find that really s- small, narrow spot to cross. Yeah, you have to but... go up to like what is it, Minnesota, where you can like step over the Mississippi River, right, or some crazy <laughs> thing like that. Yeah, you can't do the the widest. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe stop the Mississippi because then you're at water. Right, you're at water. You're at fresh water. You can go down it. You can go up it. And that's pretty far from Salem, so... Go down it and get some Creole food. Right. It's the best. Okay, so back to Samuel and Sarah. Yeah. They were accused, along with one of their daughters, of being witches, but they weren't accused until, like, late August. Mm. And they were accused by 16-year-old Martha Sprague and 14-year-old William Baker. Whoever... who, Who decided that young girls are now the people we listen to? Young people at all. Who, who made that decision? I want to know how many children nowadays adults would listen to. About. Right. I mean, for example, even today, we don't listen to kids no. when they are telling the truth. I don't listen to them. <laughs> I mean, there are certain times you need to listen to them. Mandatory reporting. Well, of course. But. But there's a fine line. Right. You're not gonna you're not gonna believe a kid who's like, yo, bro, just saw this dragon fly across my window. No. Jokes on you, Cameron, your house is gonna burn That's from true. a dragon no. now. I'm sure it's gonna <laughs> pull some Game of Thrones exactly. shit on me. <laughs> so the family was immediately taken to jail and were questioned on September first. To the surprise of many all three of them confess to witchcraft. Honestly, at that point. <laughs> well, right. You're August 1st. <laughs> people have already hanged for being witches right. at this point. They, they're kind of like, they got lucky in the sense that they were accused later on. So they had the foresight. Right. 
and the knowledge of what people said and didn't say and all that other stuff. Oh, that's how you get tortured. All right. Yeah, nope. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Samuel resisted confessing at first, but then ultimately gave in and confessed, probably because his wife is like, we're not dying here. Yeah, he was like, (laughs) bye-bye. Exactly. Samuel said he signed the devil's book 20 years ago. Oh, what's the devil's book? So, I've talked about this in past episodes, but oh. The Devil's Book is the book that if you were a witch, to become a witch, you had to sign The Devil's Book. Gotcha. The devil would present the book to you, or gotcha. another witch would present the book to you. You would sign it in ink or blood, and you would obtain powers Ooh. to be a witch. Where is this book? That'd be fun. It's not a real book. Though, they claimed it was and a lot of people hanged because these people were like she made me sign the devil's book where's the proof literally show me the proof (laughs) show me the receipts yeah so samuel said he signed the devil's book but like 20 years ago got it and said he was baptized in the shawshine river which was nearby Sarah also confessed, but added that she attended Salem witch meetings. Why would you thought? Why would you say that? <laughs> I think they're just, just trying no to good. like convince the judge that they were witches, so they weren't found. You know, so that's, they weren't hanged. That's so dumb. <laughs> what do you think they did at the Salem witch meetings? I, they were they. Well, these are the ones at the taverns. Well, they could be anywhere. They were, she was just saying a bunch of people oh, got together. Right, oh, right, right. All the witches in town got together and hung out. They're probably like, damn, how we get rid of these freaking kids? <laughs> Knock <laughs> these kids out. That's true. How do we take these kids out? Literally. They also braided each other's hair. Right. <laughs> but uh, Samuel had his formal trials on September 14th, where he recanted his confession, saying it was all a lie. As you do. Right. So his initial questioning, he was like, I'm a witch. I signed the book. I was baptized in the river mm-hmm. for being a blah, blah, blah. And then his formal trial rolled around. He's like, please don't. Like, my soul needs to go to heaven. I did not do this. The trial proceeded where the young girls made their accusations as did a slew of townspeople. They testified about his fortune telling. And with his wife and daughter also confessing, the judges and jury found him guilty. So even though he was like, I lied, I didn't do it, because he was a fortune teller using folk magic, because his wife mm-hmm. and daughter also confessed, the judges were like, you're lying now. Right. <sighs> Damn, don't get rid of the pregnancy test of the town. No, the we high. need him. Right. How are you going to know? How are you going to know you're pregnant? Right. If a man isn't telling you you're pregnant, how are you right. going to know exactly. you're pregnant? <laughs> the... um. You're going to prepare for that nursery. You won't know. You don't know. Yeah, what color are you going to paint it? Right, exactly. Yellow. Yellow. Nice. A sensible green. Yes. Samuel didn't go quietly. Of course, kicking and screaming. I mean, like, all of the courtroom was, like, dramatic and filled with loud... Like, it's not a quiet courtroom at this point. It's, like, boisterous, you know? Where's that Judge Judy episode? I'd kill for a Judge Judy episode (laughs) that had witchcraft involved. Where is that Judge Judy episode? Please. Just just two girls crying in the corner as the as the 
what are the the people not the defendants the other people the prosecutor yeah the prosecutors is two girls crying she's like shh 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 i'm done no yeah <laughs> karen will set that up all right but i will she'll s- be in i'll sue you for witchcraft and then i can <laughs> improv my way yeah take it to judge judy <laughs> take it to judge judy Oh uh, yeah, Samuel didn't go quietly though, confessing his innocence until he died, which unfortunately came on September twenty second, where he was hanged with six others. Wow, he didn't even get his own hanging. No, only one person did. Bridget was the first to hang, and she was by herself. The other hangings, I think there were like three others after that, had multiple people. If I'm gonna go, I might as well go by myself. I don't want to be upstaged by <laughs> other people. By someone saying the Lord's Prayer or something like right, that. Right, exactly. Like, Let me go by myself. Shh, this is my moment. Yeah. <laughs> because they were accused so late in the game, when the trials were suspended, Sarah and their daughter were still in jail awaiting their trials. Mm. So they kind of got out of it because... That's the way to do it. S- September 22nd was the last date that they had hangings before it was suspended. Oh, that's nice. And then court reconvened in January and held trials for the remaining people in jail. Their daughter was saved, so she was found not guilty and released. But Sarah was convicted and sentenced to hang. But they just suspended hangings. They suspended the trials. They suspended it. They didn't get rid of it. They just were like, we need to like... We need to take a break. We need to get our shit together and actually talk about this and see what's going on. So when they came back... The daughter was like, go, but they're like, Sarah, I'm sorry you confessed. You're still a witch. You're convicted to hang. However, the governor issued a last minute reprieve for the, for all of the condemned. What a, what a, what a guy. Right. (laughs) So Sarah, along with seven others were saved. How nice. This governor. What a roller coaster though. Literally. You're accused of something that isn't real. You confess to something that's not real to save your life and your daughter's life. Yeah. You sit in jail. Your husband's hanged for it. Then you're told that hangings aren't happening longer. And then you have another trial where your daughter's freed. And then you're convicted. And you're going to hang. And then the governor re- like, that's, gives repeats for everybody. Yeah, that's wild. What a roller coaster. I would be like, can we just make up our mind here <laughs> at this point? Like, come on. <laughs> For real. Am I a witch or am I not a witch, please? Can I leave this earth or can I go home? Like, right, exactly. <laughs> this is getting a little ridiculous. Also, the jails back then were gross, so I would not want to, like... That was... I'm telling people you. People died in jail because they were so nasty and, like... Right. I mean, they were made of sticks. Gross. So, in 1702, this is 10 years later, the courts found witch trials unlawful... And in 1711, they passed a bill restoring the rights and good names of those convicted and accused. That's nice of them. I mean, yes, but they're dead, so I don't... Well, it does nothing for it, but like... I mean, I I guess the family appreciates it, because they're like, my dad's not a witch, thank you for saying that. Right, I was like, I mean, is that anything different than what we do today? No. No, but... And we're like, I'm so sorry. Well, that's why I also struggle with the death penalty. So it's like, it's all the same. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, we messed up. But, sorry. Move on. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> like, so sorry, thanks. It's no different, but... I the mean, difference here, though, is, back then, 
they also paid restitution to the families who lost loved ones due now to the trials. That's where it's at. They, each family received 600 pounds. That's a decent amount of money back then. Do you have a guess for how much it is today? Mm, I would I would guess like upper hundred thousands. Not quite. Oh. It's only 22,000. That's still though. good money for back then. For people not getting any reparations today. Right. For, uh, I don't want to say unlawful, yeah, unlawful execution or like, yeah. uh, mistake. What is that term? I'm drawing a blank. Accidentally killing someone who yeah. didn't do the crime or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, I guess we do in the sense that the families then sue and then they get millions of dollars from suing. Right. But it's a, I feel like it's a 50 50 though. Cause you don't know if you're going to win that case. I think most people win their cases. Right, because they don't want to deal with it. But, but you're right. It is it's like... It's a 50-50. This, they were just like, yeah, no, we really done goofed. Right. Here. <laughs> take, take the money, run, because you shouldn't stay here, because this is a shitty town, clearly. Right, and... it's like getting the government nowadays to own up to mistakes. Right. Rarely happens. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, good on, good on England back then for being yeah. like, hey, you know what? We are bad. Yeah. Take some money. Good job. Buy your land back. Right. <laughs> we won't give it back to no. you. No. You can buy it back. <laughs> so those were the Wardwells. Okay. Now, Mammy Red, who again is my favorite woman to come from this whole thing. Her name was Wilmot Red. Oh. But she goes by Mammy, and she was married to a fisherman, Samuel Red. So we get another Samuel. But uh, again, this is like 400 years ago. So not a ton is known about Wilmot. No, probably not. Uh, She was known about the town as Mammy and subject of constant gossip. (laughs) This is why you like Mammy so much. (laughs) (laughs) She was the gossip queen. I was going to say, she was known like literally you looked it up. Boom. Mammy gossip queen. You're like preach this girl she is i love her she's ready to so to make ends meet she would work odd jobs even though they had a maid martha lawrence it makes me think that like samuel again samuel was a fisherman Mm -hmm. he was probably like we can't afford a maid i'm a fisherman and you don't work (laughs) like we can't (laughs) afford a maid so in my mind i'm like just picturing mammy being like no i'm having a maid like right if we're going to have any kind of status in this town, right. we need a maid, exactly. you know? So Even if they're just, you know, sweeping out my one-room house. Right. <laughs> gotta have a maid. I just can just hear that, like, that argument or yeah. that conversation of the husband being like, we're not getting a maid. And Mammy being like, I will go out and work and pay right. for the maid. Exactly. We're going to have a maid. So, like, Mammy is different from a lot of the other people I've covered thus far because right. she was of lower stature in the community everybody else as far as had 300 acres or you know were well-known people amongst the town yeah but mammy was not well liked gotcha i guess bridget bishop wasn't well liked either but she was kind of like her an independent woman and kind of did her own thing people kind of respected her for that even though they were like she's fucking weird (laughs) but we love her some rumors about mammy she was said to wish a bloody cleaver be found in children's cradles. 
And sure enough, there would be a cleaver in the kid's bed, and the child would get sick and die. I love her already. That's a rumor. I mean, it could have happened, who's to say, but that is definitely a rumor that spread around town. Mammy was also accused of making milk curdle and turning butter moldy. Damn. So moldy it looked like blue wool. So blue cheese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ew, but can you, like, blue, like, fuzzy blue cheese? That'd be gross. That's gross. That's <laughs> I love disgusting. blue cheese and I would not enjoy eating fuzzy. Fuzzy cheese? No. No, that'd be gross. Uh, so there's even a rhyme that has lasted centuries. Please. Old Mammy Red of Marblehead. Sweet milk could turn to mold and churn. <laughs> That's amazing. We love Mammy. So this is all before the Salem Witch Trials. So of course Mammy was an easy target since many believe she was already doing strange things. Right. Like turning milk to like moldy and stuff like that. Mammy and Samuel didn't live in Salem Village. But they lived in a neighboring town called Marblehead. Okay. So that's why old Mammy read right. of Marblehead. On May 26th, 1692, Mary Walcott, Mercy Lewis, and other afflicted girls accused Mammy of sending her specter to attack the girls in town. It's because she left too many cleavers laying around. It's true. She's poking too many babies. Right. But because Mammy didn't live in Salem Village, historians believe she was pointed out because of those rumors that I talked about yeah. that spread around town like wildfire. Everyone knew of the outcast woman, Mammy Red, even if they never saw her or met her or anything like that. I'm telling you, this is why you do not live in small towns, people. Exactly! Literally, I did it, don't do it. Don't if live you, in small towns. You 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 start dating someone and two towns over knows what you're doing. It's it's horrible. You have no privacy. None. I don't want it. Nope. I don't need it. Right. I'm running away from it. <laughs> when Mammy had her initial questioning on May 31st, the accusers were in such pain, men had to drag the girls to touch Mammy so they would get better because it was thought... That the only cure to the afflictions was to touch the witch who was causing the pain. Does that make sense? Yeah. So these girls were like having such fits. These men had to physically drag the girl, these girls to touch Mammy so they would stop having pains <laughs> and like afflictions. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing. Once the girls felt better, they accused Mammy of forcing them to sign the devil's book. Of course. Which I think is hilarious because so many of these girls were forced to sign these this devil's book more than once. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, once you've signed it once, right. you're a witch. So but, you don't need to sign it more than one time. And why would other witches ask you to sign it? You're already a witch. Me being the judge on these. Oh, oh, Annie, you, you've signed it how many times? <laughs> you're on your fifth time? Get better friends. <laughs> Like, For real. Like, why are you hanging out with these people? Why is your name on page 2, 11, and 15? Exactly. You you're need... already a witch. Exactly. You don't get out of it. Right, no, you don't get to, like, sign out. It's not a sign-in, sign-out exactly. type of thing. A... You're not visiting hell. <laughs> no. You're not visiting the devil. You're not just taking an elevator express down and coming back up. What is Monopoly? Uh, you're not going to jail. You're visiting. Yeah, yeah. These women, these girls. 
Anyway, the judges were ruthless in questioning Mammy because the performance by the poor little girls were mm-hmm. so great that the judges were like, oh my God, look at this woman, how she's attacking these poor little girls. They were ruthless at me. Like, they, they were just mean really to her. Just like, we just need to shut these young girls up. Like, they're being a little dramatic here. Yes. And if that means getting rid of Mammy, we'll get rid of Mammy. <laughs> well, Mammy responded in court. She said, quote, my opinion is they are in a sad condition, unquote. Huh? Like, she really popped off. Mammy yeah. was like, are you by these little girls? Right. They're in a sad condition, these <laughs> poor little girls. She's like, if you buy this, you need help. Yes. So, Mammy spent three and a half months in jail awaiting her trial. Poor Mammy. She had her trial on September 13th, along with other suspects. A neighbor of Mammy, Mrs. Sims, testified against Mammy, saying that she had her linen stolen by Mammy's maid, Martha. And when Mrs. Sims confronted Mammy, Mammy cursed the woman, causing Mrs. Sims to not be able to urinate or defecate for months. (laughs) And Mrs. Sims didn't recover from the curse until she left town. (laughs) That's so funny. What What a weird... I mean, like, how many diseases, though, make you not urinate or oh, I'm shit sure right? There's tons of them. Exactly. There's actually, like, I actually learned in school, there was actually, there's a ton of science behind this whole witch trial thing. Oh, I'm sure. Like, tons of science. And, like, the biggest case is, like, you know, there was, like, this bacteria that grew on their wheat, and, like, <laughs> they all ate it, but it affected the menstrual cycle of the women, which is why I was in younger girls causing all the things, because... It was a big, big to-do. Yeah. But... I don't think, from reading all this, I don't think these girls were accusing people because they had some mental... Like, there's too many of them for that to be the case. I really think they were accusing them because, A, they're really young or bored and didn't have anything to do. So they were, like, just make-believing. And so when they were confronted with that by their dad or the doctor or something... They didn't know what to say, so they just started Blaming accusing it. people. Yeah. They initially accused their enslaved maid. I don't want to call her a maid because she was enslaved, but like, yeah, Etichibo was the first one accused, of course. Yeah. A woman of color, and then from there just spread through the town. But then I think adults started picking up on that as well, where it's like, right. townspeople were like, "Oh, I can use this to take over land and to get more." Oh, it was so a business play. For right. sure, after the initial right. start of it. So I definitely think it started as just, like, girls having fun and n- not knowing how no to... get hurt. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even think they thought through it. They were just like, we don't right. want to get in trouble for acting weird or doing weird yeah. things, so we're just going to place it on someone else. And then they had to, like, double down, triple down, quadruple down because they didn't want to be found out. But then, yeah, adults definitely power and greed, power 100%. greed and money. 100%. It just yeah like, we'll just all right if that means i get that 300 acres of land right i'm taking it but then they were also just like blind to science because with no smallpox <laughs> and uh there was another disease i mentioned where this woman passed out but There's so many diseases at this point right and this woman couldn't pee or shit for months right. that's a like a urinary tract infection right. or something like that that's like you need you just didn't that's not it. witchcraft i'm sorry exactly well, 
because of that cursed story and the initial accusations, Mammy Red was found guilty and hanged on September 22nd, along with seven others, Samuel Wardwell being one of them. Oh, they got hung together? Yes. And she was in her 50s when she died. For that time, it was a pretty good life. <laughs> that was pretty long back then. I mean, yeah, but I also mentioned, like, Rebecca Nurse last episode was 71 when she was hanged. George Dang. Sr., the episode before, was 80 when he was hanged. Dang, these people were living so, a long time back then. Maybe it was just, like, the younger generation being like, these old asses need to go. <laughs> We want our land. We, we are want our trying money. to develop this city, but we can't. Yes, yeah, so nowadays we just need to start um, claiming, accusing older people of witchcraft. Poor old people. They'll go faster. No, we already we we just put them in homes. That's true. It's its own form of torture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're like, you're done. Poor elderly people. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. Grab some champagne, because it's 2021, or almost 2022 if you listen to this the day after it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Grab some champagne, and instead of accusing someone of cursing you, head on over to WebMD and do some research. Mm. Because WebMD has all the answers you could ever need. All day, every day. And we'll be right back. We are back to get into the spooky side of it all. I mean, witches, specters. It's already spooky. Curses. That's not enough. It was already spooky, and you're going to make it more spooky. Well, we have to get into haunted locations around Salem. Of course. First up is Gallows Hill. See, why would you even visit that? That's just not even worth going further up the hill. It's just a hill. Hey, who wants to climb a hill? I'm lazy as hell, and I'm not trying to climb a hill, especially one that's called Gallows Hill. I think it depends on how steep the hill is. But you're right, I'm sure. Well, it depends on what you can see at the top of the hill. If I'm seeing gallows, I ain't going to the top (laughs) of the hill. (laughs) If you're seeing a ghost, I don't know. (laughs) Here's a quote by the famed author Nathaniel Hawthorne. Quote, this was the field where superstition won her darkest triumph. That's deep. The high place where our father set up their shame to the mournful gaze of generations far remote. The dust of martyrs was beneath our feet. We stood on Gallows Hill. Unquote. That's a deep quote. And that's why he's an author and I'm not. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I bet, I bet he didn't even pre-write that. He was just like, he just walked up to this hill and he was, and he was just like, all right, I'm going to be poetic. Let me get my quill. Literally. And then he's like, all right. So Nathaniel Hawthorne was the great-grandson of Judge John Hathorne of the Salem Witch Trials. Oh. Because John was one of the three judges to sentence 20 innocent victims to death, his family changed their last name from Hathorne 
to Hawthorne. I would. To try to separate themselves. Yes. (laughs) 100%. So when Nathaniel wrote that quote in his book, Alice Doan's Appeal is the title of the book, the exact location of the executions were lost to time. Hmm. At the time of death, the bodies were immediately buried by the gallows. Almost nice. They at least buried them. And I... Historians believe they were buried by the gallows because it was during the summer and they didn't want them to smell and stuff, so they just tossed them in a mass grave right by the gallows. But when, like, nightfall came, they were, like, dug up and put onto ox carts and wheeled through town to a new location where the victims would be buried again. They weren't given a proper burial because it was illegal at the time for guilty people to have, quote, Christian burials. Damn. For a long time... Historians believed Gallows Hill was the largest hill in the outskirts of Salem. Mm. But as people did more investigation, they turned to a slightly smaller hill not far away. And that's where they thought the hangings were. Instead Mm -hmm. of Gallows Hill, which is the largest, they were like, maybe it's a slightly smaller one nearby. Today, that location is a baseball diamond and a park. Uh, Gallows Hill is. In the late 18th century, skeletal remains were unearthed in the park. Like a kid's park. Jimmy's just digging in the sandbox, and what does he find? Samuel. Pretty much. (laughs) Vibing. Well, the Peabody Essex Museum stated, quote, Bone fragments have been found, but we'll never really know what they are from, unquote. So they know they're human, but they have no way of testing who it is. Right. Of course. Because there were no there were no records back then. Right. Gallows Hill has been discovered to not be the where they died, where okay. they were hanged. It's another location called Proctor's Ledge. So the question is, if Gallows Hill isn't where they were hanged, whose skeletal remains are buried on Gallows Hill. That's where they took the ox cart to. <laughs> From on Gallows Hill. So, as the museum has said, we never, we'll never know, but there are some hauntings in that area that can't go unnoticed. Well, of course. You find a body thing of skeletons, you're gonna get a haunting. I don't know. Especially if you don't know who it is. Exactly. There's no gravestone, no nothing. These people pissed. Even though Gallows Hill isn't the true location of the hangings of the Salem Witch Trials, it has played host to multiple suicides, as well as strange phenomena. Most commonly, you can see apparitions gliding through the woods. That's fun. That that would be spooky. (laughs) But, like, I would be far enough away where I'd feel comfortable watching it, and that would be fun. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, look at that. (laughs) I'm into that. You like your apparitions to be at a distance. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't... I don't Still visible, right, but at a right. distance. I don't, I don't need to be like... They don't need to be on top of me, because that's just... They don't need know. to be whispering in your ear. No, no, no. <laughs> COVID distance, all right? You may also hear shrieking in the middle of the night in the woods on Gallows Hill. <laughs> that would be fun. I could... That would be fun. Even with the witch trials being labeled as mass hysteria... Around 200 people gathered at Gallows Hill in 1992 to break the Salem curse. 
<laughs> the group raised their arms to the night sky and chanted, quote, The curse over Salem with witchcraft is broken, unquote. Many locals believe that the Gallow Hill is cursed and full of evil spirits. Okay. So much so, tour guides no longer take guests up the hill. What the heck? No, that's just... Man, they just got their steps in, so they don't need to go up or climb a hill. Yeah, the tour guides are like, we're sick of this. Literally. We're <laughs> done climbing this we're hill. We're done. You guys can go up there if you want, but we are done walking up the hill. If you're on the hill, you could also, you may also hear thumping or loud knocking coming from that area. Oh, because there's so many doors on Gallows Hill. <laughs> That's what makes it creepy. Where's the knocking coming from? <laughs> Would you visit... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because those those ghosts are from a distance. <laughs> I could stand on my hill and look. And then, oh, see, great. You prefer outdoors, outdoorsy ghosts, not indoor ghosts. Of course. Because this, this one, I can book it. Like, if they start coming closer, you book it you the other way. You can run down the hill, roll exactly. down the hill. <laughs> it would, yeah, it definitely would be a roll down the hill. <laughs> Just imagine shrieking in the middle of the night in the forest on a hill and then seeing somebody like wander through the woods how's that any different than bigfoot let's be honest here bigfoot doesn't shriek who knows if bigfoot doesn't shriek (laughs) that's why we can't find him he probably shrieks you know if you stub your toe hard enough in the woods you're gonna shriek i bet bigfoot grunts i don't know about shrieking fair i bet he's let out (laughs) a couple streaks or not Regardless of if it was a ghost or not, seeing anybody by themselves wandering the woods is not very comforting. No. That's like, I, I think it's time I go. If, if I just saw some dude, like, casually walking through the woods and then I heard a shriek, I'm out. At night? <laughs> that, yes. Out. Then also, you call the police. I, don't, I would just be like, yeah, we're done. We're done here. I just saw a man wandering through the woods and someone shrieking. I, You need to come check this out because I'm not. <laughs> right, exactly. I'll watch him from afar, but you you need to come. Yeah, no, especially <laughs> if knocking's involved. Yeah, exactly. So that is kind of Samuel Ward- Wardwell. Like, uh-huh. we haven't seen Samuel. Like, nobody's been like, oh, that is Samuel Wardwell's ghost. Gotcha. But that's where they claimed he died but we also have skeletal remains we don't know whose they are we'll probably never will but do they know if it's a boy or a girl they didn't say i'm sure i could go to what is it essex peabody essex museum they probably have more information but mammy on the other hand we haven't had much luck with like contact contacting mammy beyond the grave she's like i'm done with you people She's like, I lived my life. (laughs) However, she is said to be buried in Old Burial Hill Cemetery, which is next to a pond named after her. That's nice. That land was actually purchased 20-some years after her death. The owner was known about town as a wizard. Oh, good. Because he had a knack of finding lost items and could predict the weather which helped fishermen avoid storms. Wow. So they called him a wizard. Which just, A, makes... It's like, okay, so he's a meteorologist, A. And B, he stole people's items and then was like, hey, look what I found. I found your... Literally, he broke into your house, stole your pot, and said, oh my gosh, I found your pot. (laughs) 
I just think it's wild that this town, like, Salem refuses to give up the witch wizard thing. Like, it's 20 years. We've we've all collectively decided that it was all a hoax and not real. And yet we're still going to call some person in town a wizard. But, like, give let's it be up. honest. You, that, like, that's your big touristy thing. Yeah, nowadays. You, you might as well keep it going. But in the 1700s, early yeah. 1700s, we're not even a country yet. Can we just, like, give it up for a a couple, like, a century? Can we just give it up nah. for a century? They're like, <laughs> we're, we already we already done goof pretty early on in history. We gotta keep it now. No, you're right. I'm not mad about it because it gave us the Sanderson sisters. Exactly. So. There's so many iconic Salem gave us the crucible it gave us gave us a lot the gift that keeps giving (laughs) witches and wizards in salem massachusetts exactly do you have any paranormal stories of your own i wish i did i don't i'm like the one loser in the family who doesn't (laughs) everyone's got everyone's got fun ghost stories i don't have any they don't like me not yet no i didn't i didn't have my first experience until i was 23 oh all right this something year, like that this year it's gonna happen <laughs> that's what that's your 2022 resolution yep that's it i'm gonna see a ghost i'm gonna find more ghosts exactly so the zoo cameron works at has a house like an indoor house called the swamp and it has like alligators cranes <laughs> otters otters <laughs> has like swamp animals insects um it's one of my favorite places to visit but they did ghost stories tellings there that'd be fun especially when we were there at night and it's kind of spooky in there oh that'd be cute where you're sitting on that canoe yes and telling ghost stories in the swamp i'm into that yeah, they really don't have anything they should hire me to do a, a live podcast at the zoo they really don't have any like ghost stories that's so sad well if anybody's listening has had any zoo like lincoln park zoo like i was saying first season has some ghost stories i want more zoo i need more haunted animals or ghost animals that's like the field museum or the bushman gorilla like wanders i didn't know that yeah that one wanders, and then they right. also see, like, the The man- stuffed gorilla yeah. field museum wanders the museum. Yeah, because it used to be, that gorilla used to be at Lincoln Park Zoo. Ooh. And it, like, wanders the museum. I love that. They also have, like, I guess, like, the man-eaters of Tazo, like, those two mm-hmm. lions. They're also, like, ghostly in the... That would be terrifying. That would be scary as I'm hell. sorry. Could you imagine, like, you're just doing your nightly checkup and you see these two lions and you'd be like, all right, nope. Saber tooth, the giant, like, no thanks. <laughs> nope, I'd uh, be like, I'm out of here. That are specifically called man-eating. Yeah, they're literally, like, that's the exhibit name is the man-eating lions of Chazo or whatever. Imagine if Sue just started walking around the That's a night museum, museum kind of. I know, that's, <laughs> it'd be kind of funny. I mean, Sue went through a lot, so... She did. She did. But... We've spent the night at the Field Museum. That was kind of creepy. It was spooky. It was cool, but I also chose to, like, hang out in the mummy area a decent amount of that time, so... I can't even do the mummy exhibit on a normal day, (laughs) let alone at night. I find mummies fascinating. They're fascinating. Ooh, maybe I'll do a season of Egypt... That would be 
That'd be creepy. You could do some ancient stuff though. That'd be that'd be nice and spooky. I mean, this is pretty. This is as far back as I've gone thus far. Right. Well, I think so. Savannah might have been close with the pirates one, right? Yeah, but that's more like seventeen hundred. So yeah, I think Salem, this uh, sixteen hundred shit is the oldest though thus far. Okay. And the only reason we have some information about this is because of the Salem Witch Trials. Otherwise, we exactly. barely have any information about any of this shit. Right. But, uh, yeah, send me animal ghost shit as well as regular ghost shit. <laughs> We've, on the podcast, I've talked about a ghost cat. I've talked about a ghost pig. Ghost animals, I feel like, would be ten times spookier than ghost people. I think I would just be like, uh, am I on something? Like, right. It's surreal. I don't know how to describe seeing the gorilla walk around would be surreal. That would be creepy. That that would be creepy. I couldn't even imagine seeing that. <laughs> just could you just imagine you're just walking you're going down the elevator and your elevator door opens, there's just a gorilla standing there. Like... And one you can see through. Right. I think you should work a night at the zoo and tell me what it, the zoo is you spooky see. when it's dark out. Oh, I'm sure. It is spooky. Especially those nocturnal animals. Yeah, it is spooky. <laughs> well, thank you, Cameron, for joining me. No problem. You can follow Haunted Hometowns on social media for guest information, photos related to each episode, and upcoming news. Don't forget to follow Haunted Hometowns Patreon for exclusive content. Joining the Patreon helps the podcast grow as does subscribing rating and sharing email your ghost stories to haunted hometowns podcast at gmail.com could be anything from books flying off your shelves to someone walking on water let me know and cameron i know you don't have a social media presence (laughs) or i'd say tell people where they can find you other than the zoo yeah but do you have any last words no (laughs) i mean it was it was a it was a it was a wild ride those poor witches (laughs) they they just they just had a rough day and then they got accused of being a witch that's true they just needed a hug yes hug your witches hug your witches i will see you all in the new year because everybody loves a ghost story The theme song is by Tyer. Follow him on Instagram at For Boys Like Me. That's F O R, Boys Like Me. The artwork is by Pepe Munoz. Follow him on Instagram at p.e.p.e.munoz, M U N O Z. I got my information from History of Massachusetts, Salem Witch Museum, Wikipedia, Ghost City Tours, and Wicked Salem by Sam Baltrusis.